right, you guys, welcome back to another episode on Talk to Talk with your girl, Anita Love, to hate to hate. I'm coming to you guys from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, I'm just getting in for a work-related um, interview, and it went pretty well. So rather things work out in my favor or don't work out in my favor, I'm very optimistic, I'm very positive, and it went good. But before I get into any of that, I wanted to make sure I recognize the man who been blessing me continuously. My God, he's a good God. He continues to bless me. My family's blessed and want to another day above crown you. It's always a blessing. And for allowing you guys to come back and listen to my voice and allow me to bless you, to shape you, to encourage you, to whatever. Thank you for just saying, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to that because it means a lot to me. Honestly, it do. Um, today is just very muggy day because it's raining. Very nasty. It's nasty. Um, my intentions for my podcast today, despite the rain and the mugginess, was to talk about 50 years old and people starting over and where do they begin? How do they begin? That was going to be my topic today. And it actually is. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But someone sent me a question about learning how to create a crystal clear podcast. I'm not a genius at, you know, podcasting. Um, I know there's a, a Colin Gray who has this blog, this website where he talks um, to people about learning how to create um, crystal clear audio and things of that nature. And it's aimed at beginning, um, is, is looking to level up your audio quality. It's supposed to help you start uh, to record and edit, edit better quality audio, and which will create a crystal clear sound for your listener. Um, they have a three-part to it, um, creating a great recording environment, which is the place that you record that makes a huge difference, and you know how you set it up and things of that nature. And then choosing and using good audio equipment, you got to find great kids, setting up mic stands, pop filters, how to speak into it properly. I'm nowhere near good at that. Then there's a starter guide to professional editing from noise and reduction to compression tactics to keep the best from your audio. Um, with the with this site, there they will be showing a bunch of techniques that can we can use right away and we'll be it'll be on hand for questions and chat as also. And it's actually Thursday, you guys, November the first at 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, and then 2 p.m. UK at 1 a.m. You can sign up on their site. If you can't make the time, sign up, and you'll get the, re- the replay after um, they do it. I'm signed up because I know I can't make it, but I'm signed up to do it, and I think you guys will love it, and I think it will benefit us all. Um, yeah. And excuse my dog, she always um, feels the need to be more important than me at times. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I had to share that. Now, going back to my my interview today, there's this strategy. Well, the interview was about me coming up with a strategy for to help make it impossible for me to procrastinate. Now, I'm not really a procrastinator. I get a bad rep for being pushy and wanting things done right then, just like with bills. I don't like my bills to rain. I like my bills paid right then. But there's often times that we start a new habit that we already quit after several days. And if we, and if anybody like me in the past, their answer will probably be something like all the time. You know, when you're forming new habits, it's hard. And I don't have to tell you that. We all know how difficult it is to live in a prosperous and healthy life if it were easy. Everybody would do it. Everybody life would be like that. So we know that it's not easy. Um, we also know that our chances of succeeding is much higher if we start small, right, in common sense. Don't take on too much, and you'll have more reasons to give up. So give the advice that you sold. I'm not going to argue that. But more too many people actually start small. In fact, I see more people starting big than starting small. And the question is, why is that? Well, to answer that question, I think, you know, sometimes we as people, 
too excited about making a change or doing something new. And when we dream about making a change in our lives and start believing in it, the excitement usually takes us over. And that's why we end up doing so, so much too soon. Um, so we have to prevent ourselves from getting too excited. And to be clear, I don't think excitement is bad. We need energy to make change. And it's great to be fired up about achieving something in our life. And we always remind ourselves that we want to stay fired up because when things get hard, we lose that fire. So when we start forming a habit, rather it's eating healthy, exercising, we're reading a book every day, we're taking our children to the park every day, or learning a new skill, remember that it should not feel like a challenge. The activity itself should be easy as shit. And if that's not the case, then we all procrastinate. Even the most self-disciplined people do that. So when you start something new, it's about to be about your reward. When I started getting one with myself and spending more time with myself, I could, couldn't care less about how many words I wrote, how many times I recleaned the house, or I just started getting daily exercise. I didn't care what type of exercise. I just wanted to make sure I did things. You know, so, I, you know, I cleaned the house more than one time, and I made sure I cooked the meal, and I did each meal one by one so that I can, you know, <laughs> season it a certain way. And, you know, it was just weird. So, But, yeah, that worked for me. But remember, people, that the action itself is not easy, but – First two minutes should be very easy when we start a new challenge. And what we find out is that we can scale down nearly any habit or activity to two minute breakfast. Um, and there are different things that we can do, but I like the the strategy that they were talking to me about because it, it nearly makes it impossible for me to procrastinate. When I look back at all the times I did procrastinate on some things, I always related to getting overwhelmed, and I did. And haven't even started something, and the end result is you're miles away. And that's how I felt about school. That's that's how we end up saying, screw this, I'm done. I can't do stupid marketing. So instead of focusing on the big outcome, we should focus on the small stuff. And then we look at what we want to achieve in our life, and then look at what habits that will make that happen for us. And, you know, that would help. And then what? The goal is not only to get started, it is for us to keep going. And nobody wants to read a pages a day for the rest of their lives. And for me, the strategy is all about getting used to doing something every day. That's the strategy. No matter what it is, no matter if it's two, re- two resume being pushed out a day, two applications being pushed out a day, going to two locations every, every reading a book about bettering yourself, doing something, set a goal and do it. You know, challenge your, your lifestyle is not an easy thing. So let's just say you, you've been living a certain way for over 40 years. What do you expect that you change overnight, that you and I both know it will take time to do that? So we should just change our perspective accordingly. So um, our first priority should always be to form a habit, something that we do regularly. Remember, habits are not about how many times you do something, okay? And no one cares about how many pages you read and how hard you work or how long you haven't smoked a cigarette. You should only care about what you did today. Focus on any matter. Life is a competition with yourself. No one else. And if you want to win, you must make it easy for yourself. And start by not procrastinating. That was it. That was the strategy of of the main interview that I did today that made everything so clear for because I was doing some things, but then when I couldn't get it done, I was fo- I was so frustrated. Oh, man, it's going to take me forever. Just like with nursing school. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm drafting um, statistics. This is going to throw me further behind. Stop worrying about that. So, that's where I'm at. But, we are going to get into this life over 50, you guys. How do we start over? Actually, this topic comes from Miss Auntie Ann and Miss Ferguson. Um, how to start over at 50 years old. So, you guys, I'm going to take a brief break because my dog is outside harassing people. <laughs> and I'll be right back.
starting over at 40, 50 years old. Um, I don't really look at starting over at 40 years old as a big thing, but I think what they meant is when you're starting over, you're not married, things of that nature, that that's what happens. So when we are addressing the issues of women or men starting over when they are 50, over 50, we often consider relocation in light of personal taste or people's desire lifestyle or even finances. But affordability and earning captions, but when you're talking about middle age, the factors involved in where and how to make a fresh start are much more numerous, especially people after divorce or maybe a widowhood, and they are particularly very, very challenging for people. Now, the enormity of starting over after
all this hyper cheerleading spin that we see around the world. Well, 50 is a new party, and sometimes 60 is a new party. And not to mention that bullshit about fabulous, the 50s or the fabulous. The reality is that aging stigma is still persistent. And we're all practicing to some degree, whether we wish it or not. So, in different ways and with regard to different ages, for many,
again, I am not 50 and over, but I know so many people that have went through turning 50 years old, wanting to start over, being single, their loved one passed away, they ended up with a divorce, and they didn't know where to go from there, their finances changed, a lot of things changed, and they were stuck, so that was one reason why I did this. Not really to go into specifics of what someone needs to do, but just kind of give people an understanding that you can start over, and that happens all the time. Um, but you have to allow yourself to get out your comfort zone. You know, think about those questions of what you need to do. What are my skill set? You know, things like that. Um, and, and go from there. And don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Please, don't be ashamed. But I'm moving on to some questions that I have. Um, and I think these questions are actually coming from offline from um, – site offline, but I'm going to answer them anyway. Um, one question is, why do you think Harry and Meghan are having a baby so soon? Well, because they can. I mean, maybe perhaps, you know, that puts a different spin on things for people. They're clearly in love with each other, and they're in a position which gives them uh, access to the best medical care and child care later on in life. They can get additional Megans or something to the tune of 37 years old. Um, and that may well have played a role as well. Or I just think basically because they can't. I mean, if I wanted to, I just would too. I'm just saying. Next question. Have you ever been someone's mistress? mistress? No. Next question. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm reading the questions, you guys. I'm not briefing them before. Okay. My 14-year-old got a B on report card for the second time. The first time it happened, if it happened again, that I would take away the phone until next school year. Should I have done anything about it? Um, No. When we are super hard on children, that stresses children out. I recall making, you know, A's and B's, and I, I had a 3.6 GPA at one time, and I my nose, I had nosebleeds trying to keep up a certain, you know, grade point average. I think you have to give them room, because the, the B students was doing just fine. Anybody that's having a B is doing great. They're happy and they're leaving for, for fulfilling life, you know. So it's okay to have a B. I know you want your children all oh, be honorable, but you're teaching them to be perfect, and that if they're not perfect all the time, then they're not succeeding, they're not accomplishing, and that's not a good thing. So I think you could punish your children any way you want to, however you choose, as long as they tried and did their best to make an A and. They end up with a B. I think we should be happy and support them for that. I don't think we should be crucifying them for having a B. A B? Girl, I know family members whose children ain't never ain't even have a C. My children were smart, but I never put that pressure on them. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not like C's. I would take A's and B's any day, but I did not like C's. However, if I knew it without a shadow of a doubt, they worked their asses off, they did everything they were supposed to do, and it just so happened that they end up getting a B on the test. I didn't crucify them for that. But I made them go back and study what they missed because that's what I do. So I, I don't know what to tell you except I think you've been a little bit too hard on them. Next question. I knew I, I, knew I needed to divorce my husband according to eight women. Girl, okay. So these are eight women that talked about why they needed to divorce their husband. Oh, okay. I think that's supposed to be a series or something. I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. Sorry. Okay. What's the worst thing a customer has tried to get away with? Uh, the worst thing I think was, I only worked at Walmart for maybe, what, two days? <laughs> and I think 
they took the the sales tax off or something else and put it on a most expensive thing and wanted to get it for like $3. And I'm like, that's not what it's ringing up. Because she didn't have it all the way over the barcode. So when you were swiping it, the other thing was pulling up. And so she was pissed. I'm like, I can't ring this up for that. So I called the store manager. It turned into a thing. And then she was like, well, y'all doing false advertising, blah, 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 blah. Come to find out she had took it off of something else and stuck it on me. So that's the worst thing I know that I can think of that someone did. But I don't know. All right. What's one thing you can do right now that doesn't come easy to you or make you uncomfortable, but deep down you know you need to be doing more of? Um, hmm. What is one thing I can do right now that doesn't come easy to me or make me uncomfortable, but deep down I know I need to do more of? Um, podcasting. The content development, um, the idea of the episodes, the very difficult stuff to bring back to my mind which I need to, um, giving the, the, ep- the episodes um, more of a, a memoir kind of way, pertaining to the most difficult stuff that goes on in the world, flashbacks, earliest life, all of which is extremely personal, that which only with one other person in, in, is known. Um, very deeply personal stuff that I really don't want to reveal those matters, but kind of dabble a little bit in it without getting specifics around the world news more detailed more personal um interviews in part because telling my story requires telling someone else's or a shocking story and things of that nature i don't want to do that but i love talking about around the world news i love answering questions and things of that nature and so i want to do I, I, I want where i can speak freely without thinking at all in advance all the time this is my style. Like, I read a question, and I don't have an answer already, but that, that comes from my, my life, that Google just answers the questions, which I never do. So I pass on certain questions. Um, and so that's the same thing with topics, and that's the same thing with my podcast. If, I, if it's a certain topic that I want to talk about, and I can't bring it more clearly, I don't even talk about it. When someone said, talk about it. Maybe you talk about it, you will get other people more in, interested in talking with you or chiming in or calling in or things of that nature. So I have enough on my plate, but I know not just deep down but right at the surface too that I need to be working on this regardless. I'm the only one who could, who, who could do it and get it done the way I want to get it done, and I like it. I enjoy doing it, and I want to be more into it. I want to be able to be more vulnerable at the same time with doing this stuff. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just want to be better at it because I think I'm good at this, and I, but I think I could be so much better. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next question. My husband loves pleasuring himself a lot. Is the problem with me or him? Am I making a big deal out of nothing? What do you think? Um. I could be you. I mean, my husband could be your husband if I, um, I could be your husband, right? If, if my wife was willing, I would have sex with her more than that. But she doesn't want it that often. So clearly I do, which I'm your husband. So what does she like? What do you like? She likes a whole body massage from head to toe. She could be in bed in just a nice shirt and some panties or whatever, whatever. Now, I'm not the type that is going to force myself on anybody, man or woman. Nor do I enjoy banging anybody if they're not wanting it, even if they say I can't. If I'm going to have sex with someone, it's because they want it. So what is a guy to do? I think your wife is a wonderful lady. The only thing I would want to say is if you want more from her, 
meaning more sex, but uh, her sex drive is less than than yours. She will pull her top off and let you play with her breasts and go downtown, bend that waist loose. Far better than looking at porn and doing it by herself. Not as good as us. But truly, do you appreciate her doing what she does? I mean, do Is it, I don't, I don't know, because as, I don't think it's a problem. I mean, only if you make it a problem, I think, because if you love your man, if you don't feel the desire for sex as much as he does, consider a compromise, be involved in his sexual needs, and as for a problem with you or him, neither. Husbands and wives have different needs you help with his, then chances are he will help yours. Give him a reason to be with you instead of some porn star on the pool or whatever. Um, people, relationships struggle sexually. The problem that makes it problems is they don't talk about it. They don't discuss it. The husband gets mad. The wife gets mad. He don't feel like he's getting what he needs. She feel like he'd rather somebody else over her. He cheating on, him, on her because that's how she feels. So that, that becomes a problem. That's what makes the problem. Let's just say that. That's all I'm going to say on that. I don't like talking about stuff like that. Okay. See, I need to get out of that and get be more comfortable with it. Okay, what do I do about my daughter-in-law who has my son doing everything? I mean, from taking care of the kids, from cleaning to cooking. I have no idea. I, I assume that you're... I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that you are asking this question because you have decided it would be a good idea to resolve the issue by raising it with either the son or with the daughter-in-law. That was smart. You are aware that doing so might cause friction between you and your son, and while you want to maintain the relationship with your son's family, you are not willing to let him do the things the way he sees you have managed to convince yourself that your son is so blinded by passion for his wife that you undoubtedly are hoping that people across this world on these online questioning sites will be outraged at hearing the abuse that your poor son is being forced to deal with and will encourage you that if you love your son, you have no choice but to insist that he divorce his wife immediately and move himself and his children into your own home so you can properly care for them. Your ass is crazy. You're deluding yourself. You will be disappointed to discover that the consensus will be near and anonymous. Stay out your son's business. Stay out your son's family business. Stay out your son's marriage. If you value your son relationship with you and his children, stay the fuck out of it. Because it's probably very difficult for you to accept that your son, who you raised, and who have always listened to you and followed your direction, no longer does so. But he will do whatever his wife asks him. I know this is hard. I understand it. That's your baby. You raise him. You love him. But it is the way it is supposed to be. If you are re religious as you claim to be, I would suggest you open your Bible to Genesis 2.24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Just like your husband left his parents, became part of your family, your son has done the same doggone thing. Now I'm sure you can recall the resistance you encountered from your, your own mother-in-law who resented you so, you know, a little bit. You, she lost no opportunity to tell others of her disapproval of you and how you failed to properly attend to your duties. Did you not say then that you will, you will better treat your own daughter should you ever be so lucky to ever acquire one? Think about that. It is true that, you know, husbands work full time. They cook, clean, and take care of the children. And I understand what you're saying because with your son, you're saying he does all that. He also go does grocery shopping, lawn care, and endless household repairs and all that stuff. He makes his favorite foods, whatever, probably rubs the feet, frequently takes me out to dinner, from whatever you can tell, I look. I do a lot in my family too, and there are there are things that people do extra that I don't do. Well, why would your son put up with a lazy wife? I'm not so beautiful. 
what strange magic have I used to bewitch your son and what can you do to break him of his spell? I'm being sarcastic. I'm just kidding. But it is strange that it has never occurred to you that it's simply impossible to look after young children and do anything else at the same time. Like, what do you think mothers are doing while their husbands plays with their children? Husbands love to play with their children, but after a while, your precious grandchildren get on his nerves. And then who takes over when he decides he's had enough? And do you really think he keep the house clean? Do you really think he keep the house in good shape by all, all by himself? All while doing everything the opposite. I, I'm not trying to be mean, although I sound like I'm being mean. I know you believe your son is amazing. That was impossible for everyone else as well within his capacity. But he isn't that amazing. You know, trust me. He doesn't do it all by himself. And if he were so capable as to easily manage everything himself, then lady, why the hell are you worried about him? What's going on with him? What's going on with him? Just thought I'd help you with it. All right. Moving on. What is the most inappropriate thing you have been asked to do or have done while babysitting? What is the cruelest thing you've seen a child do? Um, I, the cruelest thing I've seen a child do was take and shove a child's face in mud and then turned around when the parents got upset because the parent didn't see him doing it. As soon as the parents saw it and got upset, he pretended like he didn't know and proceeded to try and clean the person, the child, the toddler up with mud. Mm, that ain't going to be a problem when you get old. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. How many hours of sleep a day do you think you actually need to repair your body from these daily activities? Um. Well, I know with, with teenagers between 14 and 17 years old, their sleep ranges from like one hour to you know, to eight to ten hours, uh, 8.5, 9.5. Younger adults, like eight between 18 and 25, sleep range is probably seven to nine hours. Adults, 26 to 64, they sleep range did not change. It, it remains seven to nine hours. Older adults, 65 and plus, they sleep range from seven to eight hours, which that's how it's supposed to be, but that doesn't mean that people do it. For me personally, it's six to seven hours. I will wake naturally, no need for an alarm sometimes. Um, within the six to seven hours range, and if I sleep longer than that, it leaves me feeling more tired and lethargic and like, you know, I really don't feel good. If I do sleep longer or stay in bed longer, I really don't feel good. I'm really sick. But everybody's different, you know, because what some people may need, others may not, because some may need six or seven hours, others may need eight, you know. So it's been suggested if you don't naturally wake up, you aren't getting enough sleep. That ain't necessarily the case, but that is what they're saying. All right, next question. My daughter, who is 17 years old, kissed a 24-year-old. I called the police on him, but the close-in-age exemption law in my state protects him. What are my options to deal with it and call the problem? Look, dude, look me look me right in my eye. Like, better yet, make sure you got your volume turned up. I need to tell you something, Jenna. You can't control your daughter's lives like that. And I'm not telling you that you can't. Like, you shouldn't. I mean, you just can't. It's beyond your control to do it. And the awful truth is, the harder you try, the worse it's going to get. I get it. I get it. She's your princess. She's supposed to be studying, not fooling around, blah, 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 all that crazy stuff. You know, we see teenagers, human body hormones, don't care about the minimum age required to have sex nonsense. They want to kiss, fool around, get laid like everyone else. And the sad fact of the matter is, for you, is that the harder you try to keep her away from boys, the more curious that she's going to become. And this is not rocket science, people. Let me tell you a true history. There was this guy, he, he's an absolute control freak, an old school person who has absolutely 
beautiful daughters. The youngest is, well, let's just say she is the youngest. <laughs> the girl is a rebel. Although Muslims hero who tried to control her as he could, he thought he was succeeding. She was slipping through his fingers, right before his eyes. He didn't see it. You see, none of his daughters could have could leave the house except for gym and school. They live in a close neighborhood, so the Muslim friend thought his daughter would be safe from the dangers of puberty. Then one day, the youngest found somebody at the gym. They quickly became close friends, and then one thing led to another. Soon they were attracted to each other. Now, her daddy or her mother would drop her in the gym like the usual, but once she was clear from her parents, she would slip away with somebody in their car. And sometimes they would leave her house. Remember, she lived in a close neighborhood, and her daddy would think that she went for a walk inside the neighborhood. Of course she would with the guy. You know, she had her means to get into there and they would stay together for hours right under her dad's freaking nose. They never went as far as going inside his very car just to make out. He was 30 years old. I would bet you had he talked with his daughter more often instead of trying to control their lives that she wouldn't have risked her life with a man who could be potentially dangerous. You see, she chose him because he had the means, he had the car, he had experience, he had free time. So to fool her dad, he thought that keeping the boys her age away, which is pretty damn easy because young boys are more afraid of angry dads, they would stay away. That's not true. You know what I'm saying? You can you can sue the boyfriend. You can lock her into her home. You, you know what she would do? Hate you for life. Then slip through your fingers under your very nose. Then find another day. But this time, she cannot afford to choose. She would go out with the first idiot who dare trying since her dad is an ass and keeping the boy, the good boys away. That is when things come really, really dangerous, in full circle, and then you're looking like a fool. Look, I'm rumbling now, but my point is, teenagers, sure, they need a dad to do the job. They need to be protected. You need to keep your eyes on them and provide everything they need so that they can make wise choices by themselves. But you can't control, you can't control them, and you'll move faster than them by doing that. And I'm sorry for my English, you know, but just can't control them. They're going to push her away. She's going to be gone. I'm just saying, I'm thinking about this and got my hair hung. But can you imagine, like, how many young people end up in situations ever babysit for a weird man? No, I haven't. What's the most contentious thing you've seen on a regular basis? Okay, Amazon upgrade. How to get cheaper prices on everything? No, I mean Amazon. You know they have lowest fiber, you know prices. Luckily, you can can help you outsmart the marketplace. But their stuff, not all their stuff, that cheap. I'm just saying. So I don't know. Okay, does a narcissistic get his karma? Do his terrible actions ever catch up with him? Um. one of the many people who has suffered from him. He, he, you know, I think 
they they feel like they'll never get caught. They'll never be anything. But they end up getting caught. But they still think because they're narcissistic that they didn't do anything wrong. My point is yes. Sometimes narcissistic get what's coming to them, but rarely will it be without several collateral damage to anyone and everyone in their life. And if you think they'll learn a lesson from it, think again, they always be everyone else's fault. Always. So This is going to be my last and final question, you guys, because um, I'm tired. <laughs> Do most people get their music from the music out in 2018? Um, I probably would say most of them do. Uh, but I think people who do that are really into music. They love music. They they listen to music every day. And many of, uh, many of us, because I listen to music a lot, that listen to it when the time calls for it and aren't huge music buffs. And when you're the kind of person you can get your music fixed from pretty much anywhere, like radio, music channel, uh, YouTube, TV, all are respectable sources for music that don't require apps. So, um, yeah, I think so. Or people use Spotify. I, w- I would answer that most people do, but there's a healthy amount of people who get their music by other means, too, so. All right, you guys, that is it for me. Um, I am done, 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 done. It's been amazing. Um, I'm glad that I got a chance to do my podcast today. It's really, um, it was really, really refreshing. I was looking at the news, and I kind of wanted to talk about the election and how in certain places like Georgia, people are having a hard time voting. I was like, you know, I'm not doing that. Then I wanted to talk about the love of hip-hop with Mr. Ray going at Kendall. You know, Kendall kind of roasted him a little bit. Um, Kendall is the comedian, and he's known for cloning people on Instagram, you know. So he's an Instagram series where he just, he looks at these shows and different reality shows a week, and he roasts the celebrities on their haircut and their wigs and things of that nature, you know. And he went in, he went in on, you know, Mr. Ray, and <laughs> it was like, wasn't feeling it. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. 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 But maybe me and Mr. E will talk about it or something like that. Um, on another episode on Talk the Talk. It's a possibility. But, yeah. It's been real, though, you guys. When I went to that meeting today, um, this morning, I learned so many things. I really did. And so I was like, oh, my God, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. But then I'm like, I need to find a job or be focused in school more or, you know, or something. So that's kind of like where my mind was uh, when I left the, when I left the meeting. Um, but I was interested. It was very interesting. It was very intriguing. And I, I had a blast talking to the lady because the lady was really, really nice. Um, but yeah, and then when I was got the message about podcasting and how to, how to start recording, editing, better quality audio, they said more than that. And they were telling me um, what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. Little did they know that I was already registered to uh, Colin Gray and that I already go and watch different things that he do. I read stuff that he talks about in print and blogs about podcasting. So I'm getting the education part of it. I'm learning things. It's just me putting in the work to actually, putting in extra work to actually perfect it and make it look, um, make it sound more crisp and better. So, um, that's, um, where I'm at with everything. So once I get, um, a hint on that, on how I can get it, get myself where I need to be, because I think it's going to be even amazing. I think it's going to be great. People are going to be looking at me like, "Mm, yeah, honey, mm -hmm, I've been there. Um, but it's just about work. I mean, we just have to put in the effort. We just have to push 
push, push, be encouraged, don't give in, all that amazing good stuff. Um, you know, life life is challenging. You know, life is challenging, and sometimes things happen that's out of our control, and we we don't have any control over. We can't change it. We can't fix it. it I mean, it is what it is. Um, but uh, even starting over at fifty plus years old. First of all, you have to be one with yourself. You have to accept your circumstances, your situation. Don't be embarrassed about whatever it is you're going through. And then rethink, change your process of thinking. And go go in that manner. What should I do? How should I do this? What is my skill set? Do, do, do I need to relocate? Should I relocate? And if you're dating someone, okay, what about their income? What about their children? What about their family? Where about their job? Can we mesh together? Can his job, my job, her job? All of those things are important questions that you have to constantly ask yourself. Um, you know, work for you. So those are the things that happens when you're starting over. It's hard. You know, but you have to keep pushing. Keep pushing. Don't give in. But that's my time, you guys. I want to thank you for coming over and listening to the talk, the talk with Anita Love to Hate to Hate. I appreciate it. It means a lot. I also want to take a brief second, and I want to thank all my listeners for hitting that listener support button. And I ask that you continue hitting that listener support button and continue to share my podcast. Miss Annie, and this this segment episode is basically for you with the starting over at the 50 plus. You can do it, mama. You just have to set yourself up with, with different people, change your way of thinking, just things of that nature. Miss um, Ferguson, thank you. I appreciate you. Mr. Um, Turk in Carter Cab with Carter City, thank you guys. I appreciate you for everything. It means a lot to me. Miss um, Shaniqua, Anonymous One, Anonymous. 101, thank you, I appreciate you. Gucci Main, Main, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the support. I, I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, Mr. E, you know I thank you. And you guys, uh, me and Mr. E do She Said, He Said, They Said podcast. Um, and he's been going through a lot of things with his brother. His brother's been sick and in and out of the hospital. And I ask anyone that's listening to my podcast to pray for his family, pray for him, pray for his brother. Just keep them lifted in God. Because um, we know God is good. God is in the midst of everything. And I know he's working some things out. I also think that he's testing him and his family um, at the same time. He don't think the way I think, but that's how I process things. And I know when you give it to God, anything, he's going to make it happen. But you have to trust him. Trust and believe that he's going to see you through and make you through that. Make everything right through that. Um, but just keep his family in, in your prayers and his brother, keep him lifted in, in, in God. And I thank him because he supported my podcast as well. And I appreciate him because he don't have to do it. And I appreciate his girlfriend for being understanding and, and being the, the amazing person that she is. And also, um, Mr. Tommy with Gulf Coast Security, LLC, thank you so much for supporting my podcast. It means a lot. Tommy with Gulf Coast Security actually is the owner over the security company. And what they do is they supply security, armed or unarmed security, to a variety of different businesses, including schools, um, stores, um, companies, whatever you need security, that's what they do. And they're all over Baton Rouge, they're in New Orleans, they're in Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Thibodeau. Like, they're constantly, constantly growing. It's a variety of areas that they go and they they, you know, secure, and trust me, he secure, he be on those security guards' asses. Now, if you need security, and you know someone that they, they're willing to sign a contract for some hella five security guards, that's who you go to. That's who you talk to. They will help you. I promise you. Um, again, thank you guys for supporting me, and for listening, and hitting that listener support button. It means a lot to me. And I ask that you continue to come over and hit that listener support. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, I have some studies to do for biology, so that's what she and her are about to get ready to do because I'm leaving in the morning to go do a training for two days. Not happy about it, but hey, got to do what you got to do. Um, 
I just don't like being around different people. <laughs> and then I'm being around some people that I haven't seen in over a month that I don't quite know how I really feel about being around some of them right now. But, hey, it's business. You got to do what you got to do. So that's where I'm at. Um, God is business. And you guys, stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone's thoughts and opinions dictate who and what you think of yourself. Remember to always be encouraged to be better every day than what you were the day before. And like the former first lady, when they go low, you go high. Continue to push love despite of negative negativity. Let your family and friends know that you love them today because tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. And allow God to be God, whatever God you serve. And keep God in the midst of everything and trust him. Trust him to take that situation away from you where you're not stressing about it. And until next time, I'll talk to talk to you guys. Peace.